0: Sure.
1: Everybody, Welcome again to another edition of Show To V With Mike G, the show of life, the show of Katy, Texas, the show of the dad bod calendar, the show of taking advantage of the break even bottle there on Sunday night at the Townsend here in Austin, Texas. Today marks a sad day and a happy day. Today's conversation with Bob King, the recently departed Bob King. No, he didn't pass away, thank God, but he did today after 12 years in Austin, finally set Voyage to a new destination in Portland, Oregon. I think Bob's really going to enjoy it. There have been a lot of things going on for him personally here in Austin, and it's amazing that sometimes the saddest and maybe the hardest parts of life are balanced out by a new journey and some of the best opportunities. So let me stop being sentimental, and I hope you guys enjoyed this great chat with Bob King. <laughs>
2: overall yeah. well, I think all of us Yeah. I mean, there's enough money. Here. How it's long not, it's not, I've been here for 12 money. years. 12? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's about we're about the same then. Okay.
2: i so, 03 and a half 04. four. Oh three and a half, 3 and a half I think's yeah. the official. Yeah. After college. Yeah.
1: How what's your impression of Austin now versus then? Do you do you kind of think it's I like it more
2: now. Yeah. yeah. I like the change. I like it getting like less y Yeah. Cuz I feel like I didn't have to move to have a bigger city experience. Yeah,
1: that's a good point. Like, I feel like
2: I'm getting the things. That what what does old Austin of. mean to you? Like, what, what no, is, is that? What's that phrase? That's not old Austin. It's old-ish. It's old-ish Austin. It's, old- it's like, like right in the middle. A- yeah, you know? everyone's lived here for 10 years or ever thinks they're like, they have a version of old Austin. <laughs> you don't. You got like, you have that you were young yeah. and lived in Austin. You, you don't know the black cat? Well, fuck you, you haven't lived in Austin. See, right. I didn't even go to the black cat. See, I didn't either, because it burned down when I got here. See, so, yeah, I was, I turned 21 and what, I'm 30, but, but, and I had 2005, six. Yeah. So yeah. That's crazy. Not that I wasn't like drinking and shit, but I sure. wasn't like going out. Do you, does that ever bug you like the,
1: oh man, all right, all right, so just briefly. Sure. People that have been in Austin about three to four years and they're like, don't tarnish my Austin. Oh yeah, yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, so people do I know but is you know, it because people, we're just like xenophobes where we don't want anybody else kind of getting into our cool thing we live, like, well
2: yeah we live in the boutique culture we live yeah. we expect it to be like all you know tailored to us we expect what we want to be what we get right like it's like I was, you got me an uber over here sure sure and the guy's playing this just like terrible like top 40 club like right. low pass filter <laughs> right yeah. shit, you know, you know like, <laughs> see
1: I love that you know that because that is was, exactly what it is. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> but I like I know a lot of people you know put headphones in or like you know listen to other things in that situation. I've yeah. always been kind of opposite of that. Like I I would rather engage in my surroundings even if they really annoy Suck. the hell out yeah, of me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm And just like shut them off because I don't I feel like you gain more from External influence, even when you don't choose it, almost more especially when you don't choose it. Absolutely, yeah. Than being like, "Well, I don't want to listen to this. I want to listen to like the Shaky Graves first Apex Twin album." Yeah, Yeah, whatever. All right, we we
1: went different directions. I I certainly get it. Yeah,
2: yeah. um, But
1: it's it's a matter of being comfortable or not being uncomfortable. Or being uncomfortable, you know, because there's something about like traveling is the perfect example. I think the prototypical example of when you really learn and you evolve, is yeah, that yeah. you go to a place you
2: never been? I was just out of the country for the first time, basically Ever? in my life. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? September. Where'd you go? Mexico. Not even oh, that far.
1: Where'd you go in Mexico? Tulum. Tulum. Yeah. Isn't that nicer? Uh, no, it's like pretty undeveloped. Is it really? Man. I've
2: never been, so I don't. know. I've it's only so been to like Oaxaca. you fly into Cancun, and then we drove about an hour and a half, two hour drive south. Yeah, just due south. And you end up in there's a little beach town. There's like a strip that's kind of like in town, and mm-hmm. then you go down, and there's a strip that's on the beach. Oh man, oh, was,
1: it, was that where Adam Bryan is right now? He, that, I think he was ru- down there recently. I've yeah. heard some rumors, like Carmen yeah. Sandiego kind right, of stuff. Right, like, right. where in the world is Adam Bryan? Yeah. What we'll, we'll to figure that out? But but there's bound to be the things that were uncomfortable about it made you thrive in some sense. I imagine. Well, right. Oh,
2: it totally took me out of my comfort zone. Like yeah. I hadn't been out of the even like the city yeah. in like a few years over. Some legal issues that I had that kept me from going out of the city without. <laughs> when you punch a
1: congressman,
2: city. Bob, you gotta kind of like keep <laughs> it, it cool. It was, you know, it was, it was sort of like punching a congressman. I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, the technical charge was obstruction of a highway. See, but that's familiar. good. Yes. What else are you can obstruct? I, it's I not a like highway a thoroughfare <laughs> passage. A parkway, yeah, you could, a parkway, a yeah. boulevard. You could obstruct a boulevard. That's right. Um, Those are
1: all good, good, good avenues to obstruct. To yeah. But yeah, so, so Tulum, th- but that's bound to make you have an appreciation for things in a different way, like being uncomfortable, being oh, in a spot yeah, you yeah. never been.
2: Right. It took me like two days to even like understand that I was on vacation because I was just coming straight. Like I came straight off of doing Townsend from I started on in I started there in March. Mm-hmm. We didn't open until July. I was there. I've, I'm there quite a bit, and then leading up to it i was like we were going to get married yeah we were then going to go on honeymoon and then be back and it was like a nine or ten day trip total that's it it. yeah it was like super whirlwind yeah it was a whole lot of tons of yeah being out of the country first time do you get sick i get sick sometimes i mean my stomach started hurting but i think that was because like i didn't exercise very much caution (laughs) being in mexico i don't think like mud out of of, water out of a well sure do it sure yeah (laughs) probably not i was i don't know so Becca's like very much more adventurous than i am i'm like uh kind of like the i wish i was a little more outdoorsy i'm just not it just doesn't do it for me so she was like we gotta go swimming i'm like there's a ton of seaweed in the ocean (laughs) i don't want it to touch my foot (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's so slimy right uh, well, I was just like, I don't know, I could just sit up here and like drink Victoria's that they bring out an entire bucket of ice for the one beer I'm drinking. Oh, ooh, that's nice. And I was just like, that's, that's like the hell of, that's a, hell of a koozie. Yes, yeah, I'm bad. Um, but yeah, no, where were we? We were talking about people's entitlement to what Austin used to be and how it relates <laughs> Let to me food. circle it around. Uh, uh, you know, I want to go
1: through the journey being Tulum. I want to bring it back, to bring it back to Tulum. Like, yeah, yeah. That's the, but the food, how was the food in Tulum?
2: It, it was great. We had a lot of really good dishes. Oddly enough, a lot of Italian restaurants. No kidding. Yeah, it's a big tourist uh, attraction for people from Europe, Europe. particularly Italy. Mm, Interesting. Um, And what was hilarious about it is, like, the first night we get there, we got there about 11, after driving in from Cancun, Mm -hmm. get settled in the house. We go out in the rental car, and we're like, let's just find anywhere that's open. Right, right. And it's raining. We went in the rainy season. Oh. What is,
1: uh, so September, falls,
2: rainy season? Yeah, exactly. Like, basically, season there starts in, like, late february okay um kind of into the spring because it's always warm right but then it gets hot in the summertime so it's kind of like that mid spring but um we found this little italian joint we're like all right whatever italian let's just do it i've heard of that i'm hungry let's do it right
1: well and becca's italian anyway well yeah so both lebanese
2: yeah yeah you're
1: wait you're lebanese no i'm german okay good yeah i'm german too yeah, yeah good germans
2: my yeah Frere King was my last name <laughs> until 1965. No kidding. Yeah, another odd story there. I suppose that is an odd story. My grandfather wanted to run for school board in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, in but he had to change it, make it a little bit easier. No, sixty-five, 1965. Yeah, Frere King in 1965 in Fort Lauderdale is like Hitler.
1: Still hating Germans,
2: right? Yeah, it's yeah. 20 years after World War yeah. II, and it's Fort Lauderdale, which is a, has a heavy Jewish. It's a population. microcosm
1: and a caricature. Yeah, of he wanted politics. to run for
2: school board. He never did, though. He just changed the name.
1: <laughs> so. So there you are. Yeah. King. But it's good. It's regal. It's a At the very man. least. It's, it's very strong, strong. It's very strong. So uh, you find in this Italian
2: place, it's raining heavily. Yeah, and like I have, you know, some Italian food, whatever. It's fine. But the cool thing is, everywhere has Fernet. Oh, really? Uh, and a lot of people have Negronis. They're not very good Negronis, but it's still kind of cool that you yeah. see Negronis on menu. Oh, that's great. But yeah, a lot of places just have Fernet. It's like super cheap because you're in Mexico. Yeah.
1: Whatever.
2: It's not going to make but, you sick. Well, I mean, was, you've yeah. drank too much of it. But no. What was hilarious was realizing like a couple days in, I'm like, so many goddamn Italian restaurants here, and then I was like, because Italians are the only people that leave their country to travel abroad and land, and are like, I need some goddamn pasta. Like, <laughs> like they're the only people that are traveling to Mexico, like, oh, tacos, no, 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 <laughs> have
1: pasta. Do you guys like, have some paratha? Uh, yeah, like, yeah, then, right, can, right, can you right. can he help me much, out?
2: I need pizza. I need, you know, <laughs> it's funny because it's like, so let's say uh, we end up in
1: Saudi Arabia. Yeah. We're looking around and we're like, hey, I'm from Texas. Oh shit, what I wouldn't get. Do you guys have any tacos?
2: Like somehow we've claimed it, right? Well, it's funny. Like so, Becca's aunt or uncle and his fiance were in Japan maybe two months ago. Mm -hmm. They went to Tokyo with her daughter, and they asked some locals. Like there was this long line for a restaurant. Like oh man, that must be like the best restaurant in the town. Like what's why is everyone going there? Oh, it's it's Shake Shack. Oh it's my amazing. god, are you kidding me? Yeah, so it's just like that funny thing too, where like culture kinda The burgers over there are way different too. So it's like I'm you just sure. kinda of crave for it. Right? And and
1: I mean man, I spent like three weeks in Asia yeah. e- eating and all like I love ramen, I love yeah. noodles, but at some point I was like, something's got to fucking give. I have to get a burger. And I'm that, not that kind of guy, but there's yeah. something about something about America, God bless it, that is just fucking diverse enough to the, like, give yeah. you what you need
2: last night we were leaving mexico we were we went we drove back to cancun because we didn't have to we didn't want to have to our flight was pretty early and we didn't mm. want to navigate driving two right, hours right, right. to try to make a flight in mexico to leave the country yeah and, like you just seemed <laughs> yeah. like all right let's that's just, a little bit at risk let's just risky, give ourselves yeah. like the night you know sure it ended up being like a three-hour drive because traffic stopped oh uh. roadblocks so we were very glad that we went to the marriott cancun airport yeah um sounds legal as it was <laughs> it I, well they had a hot tub which was great got to go sit in that and like relax a little bit but then we were like going to bed or like hanging out in the room and i turned on the tv and i finally saw like people speaking english how and was that was just like oh man that's kind of nice it's kind of nice it's like i'm ready to be home i'm hey! also kind of like i'm a, i don't know once i'm traveling I, i'm the person that no matter what i'm doing i'm looking to do the inverse. The inverse is it? Are you trying right. to be contrary? I wish I was are you, back in are you a punk
1: punk rock kid or something? I was like, a punk rock kid. Yeah, I that, guess that, perhaps that's part. I mean, of it. it's probably part. It's of in it. the DNA. Yeah. It's like, oh, let's go to get pizza. No, let's get chocolate. Like yeah, right, just yeah. like, just to be contrary for the sake of it, you know. I well, yeah, it's possible. I'm it not. Is. Hey, I'm not. I'm not pinning you no, as I'm a not. guy
2: that's just being a
1: contrarian for the sake of being contrarian. Some people. I wouldn't disregard. I
2: wouldn't. I wouldn't completely dismiss the notion. I mean. Yeah. I'll give you.
1: Okay. That's good. But, but also, we'll, just, you know,
2: we'll see how it goes. My so Spanish I'll, is like non existent. Right. So I'm just like the tourist asshole, just like, uh, dos cervezas, I guess. <laughs> I guess. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Porfus, right? I guess. Like, I just want a couple beers, right? Uh, yeah, Grass gr- grassy. And Saloon's like pretty, like, it's not, it's not super too developed, deep, right? But yeah, yeah. It's, it's a tourist town. Yeah. We yeah, were yeah. just there off season. So, like, there was a bunch people. of tourists. It was just kind of like us. Yeah. Which was actually pretty nice. Yeah. It's a great. Great place in Mexico. If you're so it was there. a good experience overall. Oh, yeah. yeah, Definitely go back. Yeah.
1: Well, so I don't know too much about it. So th- this is the only thing that when I got introduced to the, the concept of Bob King, I was talking to James at Holy Mountain one time because oh, yeah, yeah. somehow I just came in for like a happy hour and we were just chatting and stuff. And he's like, oh yeah, Bob, this and that. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I got to meet this Bob. And then, consequently, we ended up meeting. But so you you said you arrived into Austin like 2003, but what, where'd you grow up ultimately?
2: I went to high school in Katy. We talked oh, about this. Oh, shit.
1: No, you and I yeah. haven't talked about this, but we, we've, we've alluded to it. it. Yeah, 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 So, shit, man. Yeah. I went to school in Katy. You we went was, to Katy, right? I went to Katy High School. I went Where to Cinco Ranch.
2: Cinco Ranch. Yeah. That wasn't even built yet when I graduated. I was the first class that went from 9th through 12th. That is
1: fucking insane.
2: Yeah. I got, so, I got pulled
1: over. I was working at Best Buy at West Oaks, across from West yeah. Oaks Mall. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Highway 6th. Uh, there's one, a barnes and noble There's yes, like a, yeah, abso- yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely right in there gas yeah. station at the corner hell yes highway six yeah. there was a subway in there that's where i'd get lunch uh-huh. was like Quiznos and all that shit. a lot of detail there but i remember the only real memory i've got of Cinco ranch because i, I kind of live just a little bit off of grand parkway so just a little right. bit farther away from Cinco ranch but i remember not so fondly of Cinco ranch that i was driving home i had that earlier in that day had my car stolen in the Best Buy parking lot because I went to reported right. to work at 9 a.m. I come back, my car is gone. Jesus. Yeah. So, luckily, all if we find it, it's on the other end of that same center. Uh-huh. My All my textbooks are there. The very expensive textbooks, mind you, for HCC, uh-huh. but all my brother's clothes, somehow he had stored some of this sure, Tommy sure, Hilfiger sure. shit in the back. Yeah. All that's stolen. Okay. And so the car. For all intents and purposes, it's still reported stolen, even though I've reclaimed it. Talked to the cops and stuff. So uh-huh. driving through Cinco Ranch, uh-huh. trooper pulls. I think, me I, over. think I see what you know. <laughs> Yeah, mm. pulls a scared little frail white kid in the late nineties. That's 90s. already had uh,
2: like a long day, a terrible
1: fucking yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so I come in and the I happen to be on my cell phone, which it was not illegal then, right? But sure. It, the Houston cellular, those big ass, mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. looking phones. Call my mom to come home because I was only maybe uh, eighteen, something like that. Right. You know. And so the cop pulls me over, and I've got the phone and I've left it in the seat instead of putting it in the dash. Uh-huh. And he looks at me and goes, Is that a weapon, son? <laughs> <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, he like puts his hand on his gun, like ready to draw it's, it. It's I'm a like, phone. It's, a phone. it's a phone. I swear to God, here's too. my hand. It's a phone. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a I'm dude. Yeah. I
2: just been yeah. in retail sales. Right. But
1: that's the best memory I have of Cinco Ranch. How
2: is it for you? I mean, it's a lot of rich people in Cinco Ranch, man.
1: From what I understand. yeah,
2: a lot of oil money. Yeah, my dad was like a, a he owned a company that rented computer software and hardware to new home salespeople. Interesting. It's called FastCalc. FastCalc. Fast Calc. Yeah, it's like a calculator program. Yeah, yeah. So you like punch in a number and it gives you like a bunch of breakouts of F- like fast how you're gonna yeah. <laughs> you, ideally, right? I mean, you'd have to assume. Sure. <laughs> um, it was a good yeah. It was a good company. It, he it was. Statewide, yeah. yeah. It was just him. It was cool. He's an entrepreneur. We were the only people in the neighborhood that weren't like oil money, right? So, um, you, so
1: you actually born in born in
2: Katie? I was born in Houston. Yeah, we bounced proper. around nineteen sixty Spring Branch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Katy. But the like the, the the formative years though. Yeah, junior yeah. high, high school, Katie. Yeah. What what
1: were you into in in high school? Are you? Uh, you I
2: was too? on debate in newspaper. I was on newspaper because brother and sister were on it and my the teacher went from Maid creek to sinker ranch and no just kidding like found out i was their siblings and was just like oh you have to do newspaper yeah and then i was on debate because my girlfriend in high school was on debate and it was a good and action. every weekend she was doing debate things so which, i was like well i guess i'll event? be on de- i did uh what i do lincoln douglas oh lincoln douglas ld yeah. for all those uh, debate pretty- people out there Technically speaking, I was the guy on the debate team that hung out with the debate coach, and we would like sneak off and smoke cigarettes. <laughs> so I'm not really probably. So the guy like pulling about... the articles for
1: CX, basically cross X. That's uh, at least when I we did. We didn't it. really
2: do a big CX program. No, it was mostly LD. From yes, yeah, LD CX is like the weird, crazy. It is two person like cash box of documents. That's right. Like, yeah. You know
1: LD is a little bit more sensible. A little yeah. bit more more moral, Well, LD is right, like you
2: you write you you write a affirmative and a rebuttal yeah 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 i was like i'll admit i did like probably one real debate like i was my basic goal with the debate tournament was to like get knocked out in the first (laughs) round so i could just like kick it with my girlfriend and debate friends who were actually like super serious about it and then i would just like kind of the classic story of someone who's just like floating through high school yeah or floating. I hated high school and school, and it's just because it's high school like, just, you don't want to show. I, yeah, it wasn't I just like hanging out with my friends or yeah. like listening to music or like doing whatever I wanted. I so know. you you
1: mentioned the whole punk thing. Were you really into music at that point too? Yeah, yeah.
2: No, I was. I'm probably less into music now than I was then, for sure. Yeah. Anything I mean, like really moving, moving you back cool. there in the night? I, I started listening like, like the probably. first. The, my first concert was in 1998. I was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Pesh Mode on their <gasps> Greatest Hits tour at the. At the Compact Center, Stabbing Westward opened. Oh yeah, I was at, at, at that, that show. Dude,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was at that show. That oh, was a great man, fucking show, hilarious. man. Yeah, yeah. They played just that. can't
2: get enough, I'm like
1: they're I not played, they're not gonna play uh, that. Played they're played not everything. gonna play. It was amazing. They played a yeah. bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah. That was
2: that was when Depeche Mode really made sense to me. That yeah, show. I
1: see that? And Stabbing Westward was
2: killer too. At that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know. I wasn't a Stabbing Westward. Didn't really. Yeah. I definitely got to the show early because I was it was my first concert and like I forced my. Fucking poor father to take me to Depeche Mode. <laughs> who's was probably just like, "Oh my god, this kid!" God, like, so much floor in the floor. Yeah, but, just like you know. So but, you're you're thirty, is that right? 39, yeah. 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 I'll be thirty-one in February. Okay. What's when, so birthday? Close. February thirteenth, fourth. Oh, well. So I'm gonna be thirty-six. You're gonna be two Aquarians, Katie. Jesus, yeah, the, we're both at the Depeche Mode show at the compact. What well, is that really a big surprise? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two
1: emotive right. to yeah. air signs yeah, are at yeah.
2: at a fucking Depeche Mode right. show. <laughs> yeah playing, reliving
1: the, the halcyon days that's man that's brilliant that was one of the first real big shows I yeah I, was at. I, I mean i didn't go to a
2: show after that until i was like 19 or 20 really it was like that and then i just like just fucking do something else um well i mean no nah, i just i don't know yeah it's crazy to
1: think though because you, you're talking like that was your first show and i, I go back to like but, but I guess you know what The math's right Like I think 93 mm-hmm. 94 was my first show Yeah Which is interesting REM and Sonic Youth Okay yeah When things were a little More collegey, Right right More right. bigger pants Right right you know, These kinds of things yeah. So when did you When did you graduate Cinco. 2003 2003 yeah. you, And you had to college After that uh-huh. you kind of alluded to it Yeah uh, U- University of Houston or? Texas UT Austin No shit yeah, That's how that's I ended up in Austin That's crazy For yeah. school, What were you studying at UT I got an
2: English degree With a minor in philosophy What do you like about English? Grammar? I You're no like, I fucking fal- didn't know fal- I was 18 and I was like I was going to go for journalism and then I looked at the I looked at the median income of journalists and it was $32,000 and I was like then, then it was $32,000 $32, yeah. like god christ no way um so I went with English which was like 34,000 no, no it was just I don't even know you just like it was just something <laughs> yeah no I you know I probably should have gone to school like when I was like like last year i yeah. probably should have gone to school last year <laughs> then i might maybe have appreciate it yeah. yeah but i was just like my parents wanted me to go to school mm-hmm. i didn't really care i got into ut on like a provisional thing oh cool i went to ut arlington for two semesters
1: how is how's the scene in arlington and it's non-existent it's I mean, not right i
2: was also super young my brother was going to school there we lived together so we o- older together. Or younger brother older yeah. i'm the youngest in my entire family until like my nieces my I, yeah, I see or my sister's daughters yeah yeah like cousins everything i'm the pure youngest gotcha gotcha and my my siblings are six and eight years older than me my oh wow six my sister's eight years old so, yeah so were
1: you a, you must have been a surprise of some sort
2: Some of some nature yeah <laughs> i don't know so arlington uh,
1: but you just i guess two years put in transfer just two, two semesters two semesters, semesters? Yeah, oh, yeah. that's yeah
2: and then i went to ut austin and just kind of got in i don't know it was Literally every semester would end and I'd be like, I don't, I'd be talking to my parents. I'm like, I don't think I should keep going to school. I don't know what I'm <laughs> but doing. But you keep doing, right? the C- I almost went to the Culinary Institute of America at one really? point. But yeah, then I had to, like, I would have had to get a pre-externship at a restaurant over the summer mm-hmm. and I just didn't want to. Yeah. So I was just like, mm, I'll keep going to college, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Stumbling forward, it right? Yeah, yeah, literally, like, every semester I'm like, this isn't for me. And they're like, just <laughs> do one more semester. And then finally I was, like, done with college and I was like, Oh shit! All right. All right. Were you good, uh, did you want to teach or anything? No, god no, god no. Well, It seems fun, kind of. No, there's a lot of good movies around teachers uh, and students. Uh, I don't know. I didn't know what I wanted. I wanted to fucking hang out, yeah. like just do. I should it? have just gone and gotten a job in like a restaurant. Yeah. And then when I was 28 or 29, I'd be like going back to school, <laughs> and like you know, it would have made some sense. But... Now
1: I'm gonna study Russian philosophy.
2: Yeah, right, right. Not right. then,
1: <laughs> but now. <laughs>
2: yeah I just i mean I did English because I'm one of the most remarkably embarrassingly bad people you'll ever meet at math, really, oh man, it's comically bad that's I can do like so I can do like bar math I can sure. like price out cocktails and spirits and I can like
1: that's why I like all the drinks of the Townsend to end in a zero so that you can just add them up pretty quick,
2: yeah well no, <laughs> I'd still be like uh, twelve thirteen lo oh ge
1: twenty I think it's 25, seven. right i'm twenty
2: five right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on,
1: guys, and they think you're negotiating the whole yeah. time.
2: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm just like I took one math course at UT, Introduction mm-hmm. to Mathematics, and it was like you didn't even do math. It like yeah. introduced math <laughs> as, a a logic, like, as a level. concept. It was like these, you know, things what math does numbers. Like,
1: Ooh, <laughs> we had to find a way to explain I stars, don't know man, know what and that's
2: math. Are. <laughs> I, yeah. So what
1: you what? So you get out. You get your, the English degree. Like, what you right. end up doing?
2: I was working for this really small company at the time. I was basically the only other employee. Mm-hmm. It's called the Green Cart.
1: Wait, Green Cart. Uh huh. They make the, like chamber? sandwiches and wraps. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. What is? Where was that? They're in Austin still. Yeah. No, but I
2: mean, like, where was it? Did oh, they, they have did like, a, like multiple uh, shops God. and stuff? Yeah, like Medici carried it. Oh. Like Royal Blue carried yeah. it before they started doing their own sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was just like a little thing, and it was just like I was, I got out. It was summertime. I was like, I'll give it a few months to figure out what I'm doing. Yeah. And then I didn't enjoy that. I was dating this girl, and she worked at a coffee shop that was a door down from where I lived at the time. Where were you is, living at the time? I was living on Breeze Terrace. Manor Road. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, it's Thunderbird Coffee on Manor Road. Oh, yeah, yeah. she's Spipe.
1: Path at one point, is
2: that right? No, flight pass on 45th. Oh, okay, okay, Duval got gotcha. you. Yeah, no, it was start, it started as Clementine. Uh, that's that was that's pri- the one that, that was, is the that one I'm thinking prior to my tenure. Yeah, though. yeah. <laughs> um, but I ended up working there and kind of enjoying the food service industry, ended up like managing it. And then one of the owners there moved to Houston to mm-hmm. start um, a restaurant that's thriving. He has a great restaurant group going down there called Treadsack. What's the main restaurant in the group? Um, the first one that was opened was called Downhouse. It's okay. in the Heights. They just opened a place called uh, Foreign Correspondence and another place called Hunky Dory. Hunky Dory, yeah. A I've been place reading called about Bernadines, those I yeah. think, D and T Driving. They're doing super well. Yeah. I actually moved down there maybe five, five or six, four or five or six years. I can't. Yeah. Exactly right. But you're
1: like so the, the, this passion of food, or at least the momentum of food, yeah, has yeah. taken you down there. Yeah.
2: Well, and I, I mean, I growing up, I wanted to be like a chef. Yeah. You mentioned. CMA. Yeah. Well, you we go to culinary school. But where did that just, come
1: from? It's like your mom cooked. Yeah. Your dad yeah. Cooked?
2: Yeah. My mom cooked. Yeah. She cooked every day. Oh, really? Yeah. We'd go to the grocery store, and she like cooked dinner and I oh, Since so I was so the youngest, I would just invariably like my brother and sister would off be be off doing things with like their right. like. Friends, yeah, and I was like <laughs> this weird. I don't want to know what leaks like, are, mom. just Ten or eleven year old kind of punk kid, yeah. like, but like still not able to like actually express that feeling, right? Right. So I didn't, and I hated living in the suburbs, and I hated like not hated, but it was just not where I knew that's not where I was gonna be. Yeah, you know,
1: you're a man of the people. Don't be in the yeah. suburb. Well,
2: I mean, yeah, I don't know. It was just so. I mean, I don't know. I just knew that wasn't. But did that feel but then I didn't even go very far, I just took around in Austin. No,
1: but that but that feeling being in the kitchen with your mom, maybe she had you do prep and stuff. Oh yeah, no, yeah. she taught
2: me how to cook. She taught me how to make gin and tonics. Oh, wow. When I was like nine or ten. That's amazing. Yeah. Um Yeah, that's definitely where like that love of and like to this day, like I cook it my every night off I have, I cook. Yeah. It's like I like, didn't know that. Oh yeah. What do you like to cook? Or is that the right question to ask, or is, is there no, a, no, no, no. I give myself a little, like, uh, seasonally, I'll give myself, like, a dish that I really want to, like, dial in. Uh-huh, this winter, uh-huh. it's been beef bourguignon. Oh, that's a good one. I've been doing the Thomas Keller Bouchon Yeah, beef bourguignon. It's, like, a huge reduction of it. Nice and
1: rich. Uh, red so, yeah. wine reduction, right?
2: Well, yeah. You reduce vegetables and red wine, then you discard the vegetables, and then you build back up a stock of vegetables, add beef, and then you discard those vegetables. Oh, man. Just keep Subsequently, you cook. Condensing other vegetables that are your garnish it's yeah it's it's a processed. right yeah yeah, yeah. Ba- like a basic mirepoix with like some stuff added gotcha you know thyme, but sage, just ultra tender beef leaf. Leaf. Yeah. beef oh bay leaf,
1: yeah. thyme. that's good yeah. i didn't realize you, you took to cooking so much oh, yeah. so how long, long like, were you in houston though, doing that 23 days 23 days <laughs> <laughs> not even a full pace cycle bob
2: well that was my logic Yeah. So I got down there for a job and like it didn't pan out. It didn't turn out to be exactly what I thought it was going to be. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I could be, I could do the thing where you're like, you know what? I'm going to tough this out and it'll like change my character and I'm going to like learn and da 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 da. I was like, or it's been like three weeks. I could totally just move back to Austin. just cut and my losses like, and go. No one yeah. to fold them, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. Like no, like it won't really be like I even left. It's like I went on like a decent <laughs> vacation. Like, I
1: think he was like li- living on a couch for a couple of days. Well, and he came back.
2: No, my dumb ass. Like I was so committed to it at the beginning. Uh, I was pretty young, twenty five. Yeah, uh, verging on twenty six. And I was like, no, I'm gonna like get. It. I had this amazing apartment in the Heights. Mm-hmm. It had like redwood floors from the 1920s. Oh man, fourteen foot ceilings with Glass, like old glass windows, floor to ceiling, right? Right, giant. Like, it was like so $6.95 a month. That's it? it, was nothing.
1: How many square feet was that thing? It was huge, like in the
2: heights. Yeah, what did it you, was part of a triplex. Hill, uh, interestingly enough, one of the people that was working at downhouse where I was going to get a job, mm-hmm. had been living in this tiny complex, or tiny unit. It was a triplex, yeah, yeah. So one unit's tiny. The one I ended up moving into was huge, and there was another like medium sized one all that was okay, occupied. Okay. Yeah. And so the landlord was showing me the tiny place that was vacant, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, it seems alright. It's a yeah. little small, but you know, I think it should be fine. Like, I'll, uh, you know, I'll adapt." Right. And He's like, you know, for seventy five more a month, I have this other unit, and I was like, seventy five. Yeah. And I, bucks? Like, I mean, he's like, sure. I was like, I mean, I like this place, so he's like, I think you should probably check out the other unit first, and I was like. This is also predicated upon like an expectation of a certain level of salary and yeah, money I was right, planning right, on making right, right. which turned out to not be exactly what it was, which yeah. is why I ended up leaving. But so I see the new place, I'm like, oh, I got to do this, you know. So I had like first month, last month, that month, yeah, and then like two weeks, and I'm like, hey, so I think I'm moving back to Austin. He just kept my deposit in my first and last month. No hard feelings. Yeah, it's still like two grand. But That's a lot for you. Not for it a lot for me. Yeah, Good deal for moved him. with like. I moved with like $7,000 down there. And I came back to Austin with $100 in my pocket God damn. and a $200 car payment. <laughs> and was like, well. Fuck.
1: So a negative 100.
2: Yeah. It was it's like, I got to so like, start a working. Pill. And I, going back to James at Holy Mountain at yeah. that time, he was, it was beauty bar. Yes. And he knew I was coming back to town. He's like, hey, man, if I can help you out, I got bar back shifts. How did you? He and I worked together at Thunderbird on Manor. No shit. Yeah, that's how we know each other. No kidding. Yeah. Okay, okay. And he grew up sense. in like the A Leaf Katy. Yeah, A-Lea yeah, yeah. I want to get him on. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about He's gonna it. be down in January. Good, good.
1: Okay. Cool. He's up in Wisconsin. Or Minnesota? Yeah, Minneapolis. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minnesota. Yeah,
2: but Damn it's like it. it's like on the border, right? It's like Minneapolis, yeah. St. Paul, are like yeah. something. I have no some real cold for them, ass. Yeah, spot. yeah. Um. So you so came yeah, back. He gave me. A bar back job there. I worked the door at Shangri-La for like four shifts and then weaseled my way back into Thunderbird for like <laughs> yeah. seven, six months. And then my buddy Adam Reagan, who was working at the East Side showroom, was ah. like, man, you can't keep doing this like coffee, beer thing. Like Step it up? Because that's why I moved to Houston to like work in the bar and do like craft. Did you ever,
1: did you actually ever get to do it in Houston? No. No, I mean, I was like, no. You intended on it. That was the intention. And
2: then I got there and it was just like this whole other thing that is what it is. I don't want to rehash through it. But yeah, so I got back and Adam got me a job prepping at the bar at showroom. And within like a year and a half, I was the bar manager at showroom. No shit. Yeah. Did that for a year and a quarter, year and a half. Yeah. And then I, yeah
1: what was the moment in which you realized that you'd be good behind the bar because you're doing prep I mean it's it's an interesting trajectory
2: to end up behind the know, but
1: you get food right which means yeah. you get ingredients in my experience. yeah like, yeah right
2: you know. I mean I, I that stuff comes more intuitive to me than like service does right because I'm in a weird way like I am very much bar front of house mm. but I didn't come out of a sort of fine or craft or like that oriented yeah. environment
1: you're very like a very dare i say blue collar like a guy that's working for it you know yeah i guess I you're mean, not you know, it's right. you're not a pretentious guy yeah i
2: don't you know? i mean i view it as work you know yeah. I, view it as, I like to to get into it but, yeah um do you remember a cocktail that kind of
1: so or rather maybe a spirit or something they're like okay i really see a future in this
2: well i always understood that even coming from coffee i always understood that like commodities of that nature yeah like consumables are a really hard thing to get rid of
1: like as an industry yeah
2: oh sure you totally totally. yeah like and my my father actually was one of the people that kind of you know encouraged like supported me in that way he was like you know a lot of people think of these jobs as something that are not you know you're not behind a desk you're not doing whatever xyz Mm -hmm. but really there is no possible way to be outsourced for alcohol Mm mm-hmm like, you're not... There's no one going to be able to take the job of a bartender.
1: You got to be here and you got to do it. Yeah, and people are going to buy
2: alcohol. Yeah, always. Like, there is... Food and alcohol, yeah, always. You're never... It's it's just the entertainment now. It's just what we do as a culture for fun now. It's like... Mm-hmm. So, that kind of gave me a sense that it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you do it well and believe in it and want to do it. Yeah. And then... It can be whatever you make of it, sure, like yeah, you could toil on dirty six for twenty years, yeah, and never have it become a career, mm-hmm. and just like just take what you world. need out of yeah, it, right, right, yeah. right, say no more, say no more, but um, yeah. or you can you know do whatever like do, try to make it something that you find your little spot in the world in, you know, yeah. or like your little portion of it, um like you with genius, it's like you don't necessarily have to. Play into what you perceive as right. Right. To yeah. be, you know, it's like I didn't have to go become like a Wall Street banker. I understood that in the bar world, I could get where I wanted to be. Yeah. So I
1: think a lot of people, they become too apologetic and sometimes yeah. they ask for permission too much instead of asking forgiveness, which I think sure. is like a, a better yeah. thing, right? Like go do what you, whether it's a cocktail, whether it is a management style, whether it's a spirit, whether it's a brand, whatever, right? Yeah. Don't ask. Do what your heart drives you to do and really? create something. And as Lemmy says, raise your flag and see who salutes it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's one of those things. And, you know, whether the spirits market's like that or or booze or
2: well, I mean, and we're kind of at a place in American culture where that's still being shaped. Yeah, like We don't know what the next 10 years are going to look like for bars and spirits yeah. and people doing, like, micro things. Right. And, like, you didn't have Clear Creek with their large line...
1: Yeah, it's a big line now. Seven years ago. Right. It was
2: like they had the fur and, you know. The pear, probably. Pear probably pear. pear. Yeah. You know,
1: but not that single I ball. I can't
2: speak to all of it. But yeah. yeah. It's similar with y'all. Like you started with Genius, just gin. Then you mm-hmm. have the Genius Navy. Then you have the Satol, Yeah, yeah. Then you have the Oaked. And it's like, like take 86 company. You know? It's a small company that's yeah. gaining like a lot of traction. Sure. I think people are starting to respond to that. So it's just one of those... It's up to. us. Yeah. I, I feel it's like up to us. It.
1: It. That's exactly right. So
2: it's up. It's not
1: up to the multinational conglomerates of companies Mm-mm. who run the industry. It was. Yeah. Because yeah. No one knew anybody. And, well, and there now was are scrambling. A, exactly. And there was such a barrier to entry for yeah. everybody that's mid-level and down. Yeah. But now, yeah. you can be in a local spot that has multiple locations. It doesn't have to be a national chain. Mm-mm. You can have a spirit that's regionally dominant, mm-hmm. if you want to put it that way. And you can make tools on a kind of super local economic scale that are lucrative. And it is a good business model. And that's the great, that's, yeah, without getting on on too much. But
2: that is is now. That is now. That's what's happening. Yeah, it's like, like at Townsend, we don't carry LDI whiskey.
1: Oh, no, shit, I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, no. That's incredible.
2: Yeah, because it's just like... They're distiller of
1: the year, too, I hear this year. Did you notice <laughs> no. that? <laughs> I was thinking... <laughs>
2: Not All right, so- well, I redacted that. We are carrying the full LDI. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. No, but yeah, it, we don't carry any LDI because it's just that's like... That's so strange. That's L- cool. Yeah, though. That's Elliot and I was like, well... What's the point? Why would we... Like, it just... It, it just represents like a ethically... Negative thing to support, yeah. NDP juice, like it's not bad whiskey, yeah. But do I want 25 2025 to be like all LDI, or do I want 2025 to be people that are out there making, yeah, things? It's and an
1: interesting point, like, it is. And because I was, I was wrangling, grappling with it today in the car because I was thinking about, man, well. You know, what? they've got to know what to do, too. You can't just make a distill and not know how to make oh, it in yeah, an agent. Yeah. So, I, I w- I <laughs> like so I thought about
2: that.
1: So I thought about, like, maybe they do make good whiskey. I'm like, wait a minute. I call those motherfuckers, like, three times. and never call me back. So done. I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. And again, like, the juice so, isn't bad. It's just like, do we, want, do we want assembly line whiskey? Right. Or do we want, you know. Yeah. Something that's in the corner yeah, of a yeah, garage. Yeah, you know. Right, right.
1: It's interesting. So So you were at each side, you said, for about a year, year and a half?
2: Well, I mean total two and a half, almost three years. Oh, wow. But just like running the bar, I think a year and a quarter, year and a half around. was it
1: was that post wrestle? Must have been. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. at Cowboy then. Yeah. That
2: point. I took over after Kelly O'Hare. Actually I took over after Justin Mork. I took Justin. over after Kelly O'Hare. Kelly that's O'Hare was like my mentor mm. in there. Taught me a lot almost Pretty much everything I know about bartending.
1: Did you did you have a did you lean in particular type of spirit? Something that you like? You really took
2: to. I mean, I think I did kind of like a typical thing. I got in I, whiskey was the first thing that I was like, this is really cool. But yeah. then I jumped to rum. Yeah, which a lot of young bartenders do because it is like a super versatile, interesting thing to jump into. Sure, sure. It's also really pretty affordable very affordable so you can go get like some Eldorado 15 and be like oh this is really cool like extra age from yeah. like get you know, a 15 year age 15 year bourbon yeah try, right. try. Yeah, yeah exactly um, I mean gin I'd always been into gin but it's something that I still I'll kind of like do a couple weeks on gin yeah and then pull back down it's into, gonna like, always my comfort be there zone. yeah not, and then you know I get back into it and they pull back down um, right now I'm really into, like that Sipsmith VJOP
1: mm, it's good yeah, it's good. really nice. Mm. It's good stuff. I mean, they're they're doing some cool stuff. They did like a Christmas release this year too. Uh, okay, I think, UK only. But uh, yeah, yeah. <coughs> but
2: but okay. yeah. I don't. I think I got. I guess the first thing I was really into was a Boulevardier, which is kind of a cheat. Yeah. Why is that cheat? Nah. Eh. Because it's not fancy enough. Well, no, because it's not really a classic, and it's like it's a little like in anymore, I, like Boulevardiers are just a little like heavy-handed for me. You think so? They lack a little structure to me. Yeah, maybe. The bourbon and then the sweet vermouth. And the Capari, it's like three sweets. Like right. what makes a Negroni work is that gin it's is better. dry. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. good point. Like a Boulevardier is like it's a little heavy handed, but I mean that's personal. No, but that's good. I mean, it's good
1: to, to to struggle with it. But that was
2: probably the first thing that I was like, "That's my drink," you know. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I don't, I don't even remember where I was. No, that's
1: all right. Well, just, then after
2: showroom, I actually I jumped into real estate briefly. Really? Yeah. How,
1: how long did you do that? Uh, six, eight
2: months. Did you just feel like the bar?
1: Yeah, well, I enough? think I got
2: beaten down just running showroom yeah. and just lots of things, and the obstruction of a highway played into it. Yeah. Did um, you ever
1: have uh, business cards printed with your picture on them?
2: No, I never had one with my picture printed on. Them. I should King have. is a great, like King Realty. It, yeah. That, well, that's what my dad does in Houston, now, Joel King. Oh, he's no my, shit. Yeah, he's my broker. Oh. But I mean, I never did a transaction, so. Yeah. But still, like, moot part point. of it, it's like 50% of the card.
1: Yeah, yeah. I should have <laughs> had a think, better card. I think.
2: I got an iPad. I thought that was like super That's pretty pro. That's good. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to be super pro. I got an iPad. Do you
1: buy more dress shirts or anything?
2: Yeah, kind of. I mean, sort of.
1: What would Did you just find out like, I don't want to be this guy? Was it just I far, just, was I it-
2: wasn't that good at it and it's super competitive in Austin and I couldn't convince, like I couldn't, we'd go look at how, I'd go look at houses with clients and be like, this is like so overpriced yeah. and it's going to need so much work and you have to buy it like right, right now. now. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't. It's way more my style to be like, Hey, check out this little more or cocktail. Affair, yeah. yeah, you know. It's more reps, but yeah. it's basically the same. So did
1: at that point were you just kinda like, well, I gotta Did you yeah. wanna go back to the bar business?
2: Well, I mean it's what I know. Yeah. And I don't like I knew that real estate wasn't gonna become this golden horse that like <laughs> yeah. put me in the, you know, one percent yeah so i was kind of like scrambling i didn't really know what i was doing i was actually still picking up shifts at holy mountain during that time like fridays and saturdays which was an awesome thing to do because it's just like four hours make some money hang out some cool people like yeah um no and then justin just one night we went over to key and we were back and i were sitting at the bar and he was like what are you doing these days and i was like oh man real estate sort of I guess, kind of working at Holy Mountain. I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. So, yeah, we
1: have it. Would you, and I don't want to dramatize it, but would you say you were having some kind of creative crisis at that point?
2: Yeah. That? I mean, I don't know if it was a creative crisis. It was just kind of a floundering of what it, like, mm. you know, I was heading towards 30. Yeah. I knew it was looming in my mind that, like, the statement, like, what you do when you're 30 is what you're going to do for life. Right. And I was like, like, fuck. A, like, a rubbish. Sentiment, yeah, no, it's ridiculous, but, but it, it is still something. echoed in my yeah, mind. You know, for sure. well, like as much as I didn't want it to, I was still like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of true, you know. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know. he's like, well, what are you up to? I was like, I don't know. He's like, well, I got a thing I might want to talk to you about. Yeah, like, do you have some time to sit down? I was like, yeah, dude. Like, here's my number. Let me know. And like, he didn't get in touch with me for maybe like two and a half. W- Actually, he didn't get in touch with me for like two two and a half weeks. But at that time, I had been interviewing with Laundrette okay to run their that. bar but yeah. they ended up dissolving the program or the Completely. position okay so it wasn't like a thing it was just like they didn't need someone to run their bar which was the only, gotcha. like i don't know that i would have just wanted to go there and bartend i was kind of ready, like i knew that if i was going to go back to the bar world i was going to be in a position that was somehow management somehow like Enlar- career oriented Enlarge, yeah right, like, like yeah. it was going it was like because i was already at holy mountain where i was like all right i mean i can go clock some money yeah make bills and whatever you know do you want something more than that yeah i knew if i was going to do it i wanted to give it like an honest go and be like this is a career this is like a you know yeah because of that looming what you do when you're 30 kind of thing
1: it's a good it's it's
2: a both a a curse
1: and a blessing yeah yeah yeah
2: so two two and a half weeks go by and justin hasn't contacted me i'm like well i guess that's not happening i'm not super worried i'd found out that laundrette wasn't looking for that position uh, so i'm just kind of like
0: all right.
2: it's like probably early february my birthday is february 13th yeah, so I'm yeah, like, All right, i'll be 30 and i have like no idea what i'm doing no prospects no prospects i just gotten engaged with becca on december 1st of the previous December. Uh-huh. like obviously that was the start of 2015 so 2014 yeah yeah and was like well i have like no money to do anything I sold a bottle of William Larry Weller to a guy to a cop in Chicago <laughs> over Craigslist to buy her engagement ring. <laughs> what year was that, LaRue Weller? Fourteen. That's it's a good bottle. Yeah, it's good. yeah. You get some good money on at least? I mean, good. Yeah, I bought a damn engagement ring with it. That's. I mean, I made some good money. That's out. what yeah. a good
1: bottle of. bourbon I would, really I, would
2: I would say, but it would kind of like ruin like a whole. Like no, don't. No, 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 no. Yeah, my. You sold marriage. a good bottle of bourbon for a good engagement. Yeah, ring. yeah, exactly. That's all that matters. It worked out well. Yeah. yeah. It's, and good. Like,
1: it's good to have them in the, the reserves.
2: Yeah, it worked out. It was I wanted to drink that whiskey, but I wanted to buy an engagement ring for so, Becca more. So so
1: let's. So I bow I to you, and you probably had it already. If you haven't, once this all concludes and we're done, we wrap. Let me share the 2014 William LaRue I, with you.
2: I will take you up on that because I was bought some on my birthday mm. of last year by Becca at the Grackle. Yeah. And I was yucking it up with a buddy and looking in the opposite direction. And I thought someone had handed me a shot of Fernet. Oh, no. And I wasn't looking. I was like, 70%. yeah, Ha, ha, 70%. shot of Fernet. And it was just like, boom. And it was like, ooh.
1: Yeah, it's stifling if you drink it. At the yeah, point. You don't I mean, seventy 70, 71 I mean, last just, year. Boom,
2: just down yep. the hatch. It was just like immediately like. A, I'm really sorry that I drank that nice whiskey <laughs> like that because I'm an asshole now. <laughs> B, I am like immediately drunk. Yeah, and C, like I just all oh, right, Good night. Like, that was like the turning point. Let's relive now. it a little bit. Yeah, you know,
1: and I, I won't put on a blonde yeah. wig or anything, but I'll, I'll yeah. certainly pour. A well, she's no, head.
2: she's not blonde anymore. Oh, know? that's right. She's she the, the kind of brunette. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. She looks great.
1: Um. So when it, when did it, this stuff? Well, you know. All right. Let's take. <sighs> I'm gonna take a
2: breath. Wait, so Gage really, William. Hillary yeah, Baller. no, no. So
1: but let's let's talk about the Calvados for a second.
2: Oh yeah. So there's this rack,
1: right? The home rack I've got All downstairs. Right. And I always ask my guests, pick something that you want. Some people are files, some people are bourbon files, if you will. And some people, including Josh Loving, for example, go to the Calvados. So we've got what is a 375. They couldn't even do a 750. That's how good it was. They had to keep it at 375. remarkably bucks. good. It's incredibly good. And it's Eric Bordelay. It's a yeah. 53% single cast, 18-year-old. Us, released by the formidable and staunchly French Nicholas Plotzi. And he is a man I'm starting to admire more and more. And hopefully we're going to work together here. Have you had the uh,
2: grain and malt? His yeah. grain of malt whiskeys, yeah, right,
1: And yeah. I had... Uh, he had a rum as well. single Yeah. Rum yeah the really Navazos was it?
2: No, no, no. Sorry. I'm getting distracted. Something. No, he's got so much stuff. It's yeah. all brilliant.
1: So this is an 18-year-old fucking Calvados. I've never seen one on the market even. I tried a Le Morton uh, when I was in California one time, and this is still exceptionally better. Oh, yeah. What nice. do you think? It's incredible. It is good, isn't it? Yeah. And he... You know, he... I sat at the Roosevelt room and I were sitting next to him and I was like, Oh, I heard about this coffee. I hadn't yet had it. Sure. Because a couple people were withholding my bottle until sure. a later date. And I, I said, What do you you know, what do you think about it? And he's like, Yeah, it's pretty funky. And he seemed like so lackluster about it. I'm like, shit, well, I mean, I guess I'm excited to drink it, but tasting it, he underplayed that whole thing. He just over he just over over-delivered on the
2: whole thing. It's the kind of thing that you don't realize how good it is yeah. while you're drinking it. Yeah. You realize how good it is when you taste other Calvados. That's right, yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I just had, oh, oh shit. Right. Now it's ruined for me because I only want That's it. the best Calvados.
1: It perhaps is the greatest Calvados I've ever had. And I, you know, I don't like Yeah, eat, I don't like drinking a Calvados. And, but. No, but I mean, it's the richest, high-proof, Fifty three, That's yeah. fucking amazing. So, but it drinks like... It doesn't I mean, It doesn't drink, drink high like 53 yeah. at all. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to take this like maybe three seconds. I don't normally do this. But the nose on this is just fucking... And I just want everybody else to want to drink it that hears this later on. Maybe
2: that's kind of the exhibitionist part of me. I mean, it's like... A, like This sounds pedestrian, but it's like a really, really good caramel apple. Mmm. Mm. it's just like... <laughs> I hate to be that guy who's like, oh, barrel-aged apple brandy. <laughs> <And> <laughs> you
1: caramel like caramel apple. apples? But, I had
2: them at Halloween. Tastes like yeah. Halloween. No, it's fucking exceptional. Like super caramely, super vanilla. Yeah, man. but not, not like an American bourbon where you're like, like at 18 years, you're right. like, eh, it's a little old, it's a little woody. It actually brought everything together. Yeah, no, that's the perfect age.
1: So when when did the Townsend? I I was there shortly shortly after you guys opened. Yeah, you but and what, Charlie came in. I remember yeah, that. for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. And I I.
2: Think you tried Wild Turkey Diamond? Y'all yes, sir. had some old Del Gay maybe uh
1: the Tepestate. Tepestate Tepestate with that. Uh, sure. Not to, to correct. But I just right. I try to keep a pretty clear memory of the stuff I drank. Yeah, especially there. Yeah, yeah. The cocktails are exceptional. But can I ask you one question about the breakeven bottle? Oh, uh, sure. Just please attribute this to me, even if if it's not. You guys had the Iberico break even bottle night on a Sunday. Yeah, that was I think that might have been the First, I think it was break-even yeah. bottle, yeah. And I kept breaking in to the bottle, so to speak. Yes, and I felt good about it. Yes, I mean it was good for me. But I, I, I hope, I hope that I was the reason you guys had to put a disclo- disclosure every week after one drink per.
2: Because I was like five, it was six. Just, in. It was a discussion where we were like, you know, <laughs> you let this motherfucker great at the for bar drink to come in and, <laughs> and get a few pours of it. Yeah and you know if it's if it's late and the bottle hasn't been going yeah and we got you know half or more left and someone wants a couple no no deal yeah but you know on the ones where we know people like nika 21 we yeah knew, yeah like, you, you know, we want people to be able to try it's more about getting people to try socialize than letting some it's like it's like it's like a deal for sure yeah but it's more about like the experience and like getting people to be able to try something so we want 25 people to be able to try it yeah now if it's clear that 10 have tried it <laughs> yep and the number 11 wants two or three it's like all right fine but yeah but if it's like you know 5 30 and we've been over an hour and a half we have <laughs> a half a bottle left it's like no i'm not gonna give you another pour cause <laughs> i'm probably gonna have another 15 people that come through that are going to want it but we also like we only promote it through social media right and right, we right. don't really tell all the guests that come through it's, you, so, kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, you know, yeah, in the know. It, yeah, if you come in and you ask for it, you'll definitely get it. If you come in and you don't really know about it, and you start to, you know, chat, and you're, I don't know. It's a it's a cool program, man. Maybe that's, well, we stole it from Bobby Hugo. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we also try to give as much credit oh, you as him plenty we can. Of credit. You cite him like you
1: would if you're writing a paper. Mm-hmm. So you're fine. That's you're, our, that was our logic. We, yeah.
2: we, we went through a couple weeks of being like, we really want to do this, we really want to do this, but. We're just ripping off Anvil. (laughs) But it's, but I mean, let's just rip off Anvil. Let's just say we're ripping off Anvil. But let's pull back for a second and think about it
1: from a a, uh, commodity perspective or from a retail perspective. Walmart's been doing that shit forever. True. We got plenty of break even deals. So the concept of a break even bottle is brilliant to apply to spirits. Which is but fun, it's, yeah. they, it's It's totally fun, man. But it's been around, and people so long get to time. try cool shit.
2: Really, and that's cool like shit. the you know. I still and lament, it, and it does skew the market in some ways, which yeah. is kind of fun. Like we don't do the super like Anvil is like the like Macallan M, and the break-even pour is still right. sixty dollars. And yeah, you're like, uh, I still can't afford that. Yeah. We do. We're going for like the egalitarian break-even. <laughs> we're like, we're like, you can still <laughs> afford it on regular, but it's really fun to not have. A yeah,
1: price. there was that, that, and I still regret not being able to try that 1989 Armagnac,
2: the Liberon. That's right. It was really good. Thanks, man. We did uh, another. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. Like it tasted good. Uh, I don't remember the tasting notes, but it was good. It was pretty good. <laughs> you're you're really sad you missed it. That's yeah.
1: ultimately what I'm saying.
2: Uh, we did another Armagnac after that, pretty recently, a couple weeks ago. That was. Better than the leveron.
1: Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Is the newest one? Mm-hmm. It was an '89. That's the only thing I remember. Is a good was year
2: leveron. Okay.
1: Either way, like I gotta. I'm, I'm trying to keep well, up on it.
2: Next Sunday we're doing anything we still have that was on break even. Gotcha. Is available. What 25 is pours?
1: 25 pours.
2: We're gonna have all the bottles lined up. Mm-hmm. it will be Palazzi Grain, mm-hmm. Le Moisson Single Malt. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go through all the bottles. I'm, I'm trying, just, yeah. Delmeagate yeah. Tobola, Tobola. Uh, some other Any bourbons? Any bourbons. I imagine uh, they're all pretty. Uh, Wild Turkey Diamond, I think, was on there. Yeah. Garrison Brothers Cowboy was on there. Cowboy was on there, yeah, yeah. Nika twenty one's on there. That's a good one too. Yeah. Um You excited about it? Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be cool to have like a range of things for people to try. Yeah.
1: It's an interesting program. It's one of the mm. r-
2: Kind of more riveting.
1: It's a fun thing to do, you of know. the Townsends. You know? Yeah.
2: Every Sunday, it's like something to kind of bring our friends in and say, like, hey, yeah. we're not making money off you, but come say hi. try Drink something cool. cool. Yeah. Have a beer. For sure. Like, because you only get an ounce of the booze. So, <laughs> yeah. You're going to want the, something else. How's your
1: experience been at the Townsend so far? I've loved oh, from it, a customer's perspective. No, it's, it's been
2: great. Like 2016, we're, we're like, we're ready for 2016. Bracing yourselves. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be. Because
1: it's been continually kind of on the upswing, right? Oh, yeah. It's been crazy. It's been great. Yeah, it's a really, really interesting spot.
2: It's beautiful, you
1: know. Yeah, a little it, bit swankier than than I deserve, I think.
2: Well, you know, it's it's the kind of it's hard to remember that when you see it during the day and like the back end of it right, all the time. Right, right, right. It's hard to remember like when people come in, they're greeted by like a somewhat striking, pretty elegant space. Yeah, because I'm used to like Man. which is well, no, Man's amazing. Used to, like, so at Townsend, crawling into like the storage cubby which is behind a banister and it's a whole literally a square in a wall where mm. all our dry goods are stored and you're like my hips gonna dislocate <laughs> and then you're like worming your way out of it and you go back down and it's just kind of like i mean we also i don't know we we are like elegant and such but we play kind of out there yeah playlist kind of music. you
1: guys all have facial hair Do that we? helps D- don't you all yeah
2: I feel like I, I vacillate between facial hair and no facial hair. Well, but
1: for the moment, this particular time. Yes, in the winter phase, time. Yes, in the winter time. Winter, as it, having started today, right? Yeah.
2: I guess, yeah, truly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Truly, you, the facial hair bit.
2: And I, I mean, I'll be forever memorialized with facial hair in the upcoming yes. Bartenders oh my God. with Dad How can okay, I forget? Oh, God. So...
1: Stephen Robbins is doing yeah, a calendar. He's the,
2: he's the... The facilitator. We'll call him the mastermind. The mastermind, good, uh.
1: good. And it is... And I don't remember the charity, do you recall? It's Something for it, kids. Sure. So he's he is having a what is ultimately a thread of dad bods. It's a,
2: it's a beefcake calendar. A
1: beefcake. <laughs> call it what you want, Bob. A beefcake calendar. I've <laughs> heard Justin he use the word dad bods. I've heard Stephen use the word dad bods. But, yeah, well, yeah. striking. Just the epitome of the male form taking on a cover shoot for 12 months for this calendar it's it's February
2: to January so yeah. it's a late calendar oh but it's late okay okay it'll be released we're trying to go we're shooting for a release date of late January for yeah. a, party. We're a party yeah I
1: have I have some editing to do with that yes you do I hope so. you're gonna
2: see some pretty uh Pretty compelling photos of me. Compelling, <laughs> yeah. Pretty compelling photos of me as a cupid.
1: I'll just put it this way: if there are any testicles leaking out, I'm gonna just squash them.
2: No, 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 no testicles. Good, okay. It is me in boxer briefs on a green screen. Okay, okay, looking like a fat cupid baby. I'm like, it's like, it's like a, oh, it's, it's. I'm not jealous of your upcoming post production <laughs> yeah. job. Um, I, I don't know. That, if I'm just, that being said, there were like the production of the the pre production was remarkably gross as well. Yes, so, it's gritty. It's, I did get to walk up to Justin Elliott in the bar that we, that he's a partner in that yeah. I run in my underwear and be like, "Hey, check it out! I'm in the bar in my underwear during the day." Ha! <laughs> Fire me. Oh wait, you can't. I'm, this is for the kids. He, well, he also got to send a picture to the uh, Remy Contro offices in France and <laughs> New York of me with a. I, so I procrastinated on my costume. Okay. I got Cupid because I'm born in February. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Meaning I will be the first photo that everyone's lucky enough to find. I was going to ask, yeah. Uh, uh, So I'm Cupid. Uh, But the only outfit I could find for it was like, it was from a company called Legs Avenue. Like that, okay. Uh, definitely, definitely, female-oriented costumes sure. for like uh, Halloween time. It was like a sexy Cupid. The wings <laughs> didn't fit very well, and uh, yeah, there's a picture of me like wallowing around on a green screen with a bottle of Metaxa somewhere because <laughs> I also lazily enough when I had to find my cocktail spirit sponsor was like, "Hey, Elliot, can I do Metaxa? And he's like, "Yeah, you got it." I was like, "Thanks." <laughs> So I need I'm a bottle like, for my crotch yeah. area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm doing a metaxa hot toddy, which is actually the house toddy at Townsend now. No kidding. Yeah. Who would so, think metaxa. it was spawn from Love? Oh yeah, no, it's, it's great. metaxa Orja, lemon Lafroyd quarter cask absinthe bitters. Well, that sounds hot quite, water. Quite clearly, nice. yeah. it's. Ac- I'm a big fan of the hot drink. Yeah. So
1: right now, anyway. Well, yeah. I, I I it's mean, hard for me in to the summer. summers, I'm not gonna, right? Yeah. But it sounds very, very complex. See, yeah, but yet well. accessible. Yeah.
2: You know? Well, that's just a little bit of uh, the peated scotch and yeah. a little bit of the Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's the little frog we carry. In it's general. a good one. So we were like, well, we're not going to bring in. We kind of ran into an issue with having a bit heavy Isla selection on our really? scotch shelf. So we were like, let's try to condense that, get some more accessible stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, did, did you see some of the other pictures? The other poses? Yeah.
2: Billy Hanky's looking great. He's got his new puppy Tim. He's wearing <laughs> yeah. a somewhat decrepit-looking Santa costume. <laughs> Mike Sanders in the vein of Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's he's like he was almost like a Warhol Santa because he's like he's wearing a wig over his regular hair, but you can oh, still see the regular I see. hair. I see. You're know, like it's like you know, yeah, like when Warhol would go get his wigs. That's cut. right. Yeah. What uh, about
1: yeah. San- so Sanders? Is he
2: Mike yeah. Sanders? Was a. Uh, a pilgrim, I guess he was born in November. Yeah. I don't know the exact date. He was, seemed to be a pretty, he was wearing a costume he found that was called the Butler. <laughs> With two <B-U-T-T-T-L-E-R>. T's? <laughs> of course. I mean, uh, I hope to, I'm not trying to give away too much. No, of don't, the yeah. Uh, and Justin also shot that day. He was the sexy <laughs> uncle Sam. Obviously, his birthday's in, I'm assuming, July, <laughs> probably around the 4th. Yeah. Um, and then I was fat. <laughs> I want so I the night before I was like Becca I'm gonna I'm gonna shave my facial hair and look like Gigi Allen and wear sunglasses oh and no night, and like just don't do the Gigi Allen moves well I wasn't going to but okay. I just wanted to, and she's like but no one's like she's like no one's gonna see this and be like you look like Gigi Allen they're just gonna see this and be like you look like shit <laughs> and like you have bad facial hair and I was like you, you uh, it's a pretty compelling fair, point. Fair enough, like fair I'm enough. not gonna if it was a little more niche, I think I could pull off Gigi Allen Cupid. Maybe next year, when I've got the precedent of it just having been <laughs> traditional floating Cupid, yeah, I can get into the more like nuanced what kind of Cupid I am.
1: Bob, but, you can keep your pants on; it's fi- You don't have to do well, that. Well, I think
2: huh? I'm I'm pretty committed to the no pants, no shirt <laughs> Cupid. I mean, that's pretty much a given at this point. It's not. It's not bad. Well, if it's you just, see Cupids, they aren't wearing anything. They just got they like are. a loincloth floating or like right. a cloud floating. They're yeah. not like dressed. No, their modesty is. It's like they flew,
1: that they flew through a toilet, Mm -hmm. toilet, uh, toilet paper
2: meadow. Yeah, Stephen, Stephen and I, Stephen Robinson and I had a long conversation about how way to mock up a wearable cloud, Uh but we ran out of time and thusly using the wonderful Mike G's Photoshop (laughs) skills, this calendar is coming to some sort of fruition. We'll
1: see. I won't try to, uh, you know, if anybody wants, uh, you know, some tucking, some uh, slimming up.
2: No, no, no. Don't do any slimming up. (laughs) Or bloating, if no, anyone I mean, wants some blo- yeah. bloating. If anything, just do like the uh, like camera 20 pounds. Because <laughs> you know, that's what clearly everyone involved in this project needs, is like some extra aging. <laughs> some, some heavier weight. <laughs> if, I mean, yeah, for what it's worth, you do that and then you you walk. You're like, oh, I'm not eating any more sandwiches. Like, <laughs> no more sandwiches. Never having a Dr. Pepper again. Yeah, but It's a humbling moment. I can't wait to see the count.
1: Well, I, actually, I probably it's, can't well, wait yeah, to see these raw a, photos
2: and stuff. It's but. amusing, as I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, the, the photo that we settled on for me, I'm kind of proud <laughs> is the word, but... Uh, Humbling? Satisfied?
1: Satisfied. That's good.
2: You can ask for more than I that. I mean, I think we're, we're going for kind of a tongue-in-cheek right? kind of... We know it's gross. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, uh not having
1: seen the photos yet, I can't attest to it, so I'm going to presume it is in the utmost respect of artwork and photography, but that first picture, I'm sure, is going to change all that for me when I have to go and add something. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: it's, yeah, it's me <laughs> it's using a Litaxa bottle as a arrow on a Oh, that's good. Sexy. That's but yeah, well, we got a little we got a little more creative after the first couple shots. Yeah. After I had to be on a table for a minute and the tables were wobbling. I thought I was going to fall to like injure myself and right. that wasn't very comfortable. Then I got on a basically like a low stool. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. put one you got on anyway, I don't want to spoil this. Yeah, for now, no, let, let's for the viewers at we'll, large. We'll let, there are but plenty yes, of spoilers coming up. the 2016 Austin bartenders who Austin men who make drinks with Dad Bods. I believe is what it's technically. That's a good one. That's Man a long Twitter handle, but I think you could do it. No, men who make drinks but also have,
1: multifaceted, <laughs> also have dad buds Any of it parenthetical or so just one sentence? I think it's just one long run on sentence. It's, it's, like, it's pretty good. Yeah. Printing costs might be expensive, but that's a pretty good, very, well, very
2: comprehensive you know, description of the, yeah. of the calendar. I figure we'll start with like a limited run, see what the demand is. Yeah. So far, demand seems pretty good, pretty high. Sure, yeah, people. I think people just want to be able to embarrass us. I, although we've voluntarily done it, and it's for the kids, you know. Yeah, no, it's no better reason to do it. I think that's the tie-in with the dad bods. Yeah, I, I don't earn it honestly. I don't have a kid. A few of them in there have kids.
1: Sure, you Hank, want? He's kids? holding his new puppy. Yeah, same.
2: Oh. Another time. Yes. yes. <laughs>
1: So at some point, we'll,
2: at some we'll get point, to that Bob, on we'll have the, part the V2 two. We'll, we'll have we'll have the the whole <laughs> group G of of
1: dad bods, and we'll get real yeah. real vulnerable. There you go. Yeah, we'll do a twelve person podcast. It's like we're what all just we're, talking we're, over each other. What did Bob do to get into dad bod calendar shape? And you'll have a whole regiment. It'll end up on men's health. That's, dot
2: com. Yeah, men's health dot com. I don't think he's looking to me for any tips. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe like a before picture. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's probably about it. We'll see. We'll see.
1: Well, Bob, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, man. and Pleasure's all mine. You're a good down-to-earth dude. And <laughs> that is my. That is the best part. Like I don't ever have to worry about you being pretentious fuck about stuff. You're just a normal guy. Uh, you want to drink. You want to serve. You want to have a good time. Yeah, pretty and much. I can't wait to see Cupid's Arrow, so to speak. Yes. Thanks again, man.
2: Thank you, buddy. Thank you.
1: Well, there we have it another great chat this time with bob king formerly of the townsend today on a jet plane leaving on a jet plane to portland oregon it's great to sit down and chat with bob this conversation's you know a few months old but i've gotten to know him a little bit better even after that and it's really great to see him leaving austin as sad as it might be but i think there's going to be some great opportunities and some great things to do in portland So, Bob, best of luck. I hope this finds you well. And thanks again for listening to Show to View with Mike G. So, no matter how you're recovering from your wedding this weekend or what kind of work you have waiting for you in the office on Tuesday, or lastly, what kind of drink you want to buy Bob as he comes back to Austin on that first return, please keep dancing.